care for each other. We came to meet up to worship God. To worship God. That's worth uh, getting up for, right? That's how we have to look at coming in to the house of the Lord. We come to worship God. He has set this day aside for us to come and worship him. We have six other days to do what we want to do. God said, give me one. Give me one. Two hours at the most. Come and worship me. Come and worship me. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. A couple of announcements. Today we have our Enza Outreach Church, where we meet over at the Eau Claire Presbyterian Church at 4 o'clock uh, to meet and um, take the groceries over to Enza Forest next door. Um, if you are able to help, um, please do so. Um, Hap talked about investing your time. You know, what greater things to invest your time in than serving the Lord? What greater things is it? You can serve with your family. If you think you're going to miss your family, tell them to come on. Tell your family to come on. Help serve. We do it unto the Lord. You know, honestly, church, we have no excuses of not serving. You know, we come to worship God and things of God that need to be done. We are a collective body in position to do those things. You know, it's just not for us to sit here in church and receive the word into our hearts. That is the, one of the greatest parts of it. Yes, but also serving God is, is one of the greatest parts of it, I swear. You know, our faith is action, you know, it's action, you know. So I encourage you to, to join in us as we serve the community um, through serving God. Also, Wednesday is our men's and women's connect group, our Bible study. I say connect group because Bible study sometimes runs people away. It's not a right and wrong answer, you know. We, we are just sitting around communing with each other and with the Lord, talking about our everyday life as men and women. Seeing how the Lord can just, uh, uh, we can call the Lord into our situations and, and to help us. If you are, are about spiritual growth, this is one of the things that's put in place for spiritual growth. You know, it's a sacrifice of time. But we make time for everything else, don't we? Everything else, you know? That is an investment that God has put in place for our sake. <laughs> to grow and to learn the things of the Lord. To fellowship with other like-minded believers. You know, we don't get to uh, fellowship with other like-minded believers, you know, throughout the week, do we? And so any chance that we can get to fellowship with each other, we should take advantage of it because it helps us. It helps us in our spiritual growth. All right, November the 5th is our Members Appreciation Day. Members Appreciation Day. We want to appreciate you. We want to show how much we love you and we're thankful for you. 
for all that you do. Um, so I encourage everyone to be here, everyone, everyone. And if you notice everyone, if someone is not here today, encourage them, remind them to be here, your brother or your sister, because that's who we are. We don't come alone. We grab somebody with us, right? All right, all right. November the 5th, uh, Members Appreciation Day. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time that you have appointed every heart that's in here. You have appointed us, God, to come and worship you today. It was you who woke us up this morning. You who called us into your house for this very purpose, God. And I thank you for those hearts that, that was obedient in that calling, God. Those that are here, those that are on live screaming, we thank you. We thank you so much for your obedience. Father, I ask that you just bless this word. Father, I pray that you just uh, move me aside and just uh, bring forth the word that you want spoken to your people. Um, open their hearts and minds, God, and, and, and plant a seed. Allow me to plant the seed, and you water it, God. You water their hearts, God, with your word. Allow that word to stick. Don't let the enemy uh, just grab a hold of that word out of their heart, God. You have made us stronger than that, God. We're powerful than that, God. Father, I just thank you, Father. Thank you for, for, for everyone, God. I, I just pray over the sick and ailing right now, God. There are many, God, that's here, that's all over the world, God, that, that needs your help, God. Give them the strength they need, the healing that they need, God. I pray for the lost. I pray for the sinner, God, that you touch their hearts, God, that you open their mind to understand, God, that there's another way. That's another way. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Christian goals. Christian goals. Mm. Something we all should have. You know, as Christians, every thought, every decision, every choice that we make, we are to bring it before the Lord first. First. As Christians, there is no separation from the Lord, no matter what we do. There is no separation from the Lord. Our whole lives are governed, governed by the Lord. He is our authority. He is our yea and he is our nay. That's who he is. That's who he is. And every goal that we set, every goal that we set, whether in the church or outside of the church, must go through him first. First. Some may say, well, nobody can tell me what's, what's best for me but me. God can. He knows. He knows. Nobody knows what I need but me. <laughs> no, God does. God knows what you need. The Lord is the only one who knows what's best for us. We do not even know our own future, but the Lord does. The Lord 
does. And the Lord knows uh, what's best for us. And that's what he wants for you and I, what's best for us. The Lord even knows how we should spend our time <laughs> better than we do. How we should spend our money better than we do. The Lord knows whether it's a, it's a good time for you to change jobs or not. The Lord knows whether you will get a promotion or you may be getting laid off. He knows. He knows uh, uh, our, how our finances will look within the next year or so. He knows. He knows whether it's a good idea for you to buy that house right now, for you to buy that new car right now. He knows. He even knows whether that man or woman you may be seeing is the one for you. He knows. Whatever thought comes to your mind, whatever decision or choice that you have to make, he already knows what's best for you. So it would do us good to what? Bring it before him. But the question of the day is, how many of us Christians have Christian goals? How many of us Christians have Christian goals? We have worldly goals, right? <laughs> we have worldly goals. Goals that have nothing to do with the Lord. Goals that, that we set out for to glorify ourselves. Goals that we set out for to make us look good before the world. Goals that are not fueled by our relationship and love for Christ. But if we set Christian goals, there will be uh, a lot more showing of, of, of gifts in churches all around the world. If we had those real Christian goals. How many of us set Christian goals? We're honest, right? Remember, we are no longer... Uh, of this world. We no longer live for this world. We live for Christ. We live for Christ. We should have Christian values, Christian goals. Christian goals help you set your priorities. They help you remember the things that are most important, not to you, uh, but to God. But to God. The Bible encourages us to, to, to have goals, to, to work to achieve these goals. Also that it is vital to do so in partnership um, with God rather than on our own. Rather than on our own. If we don't have Christian goals, church, what are we trying to accomplish here? Goals are, are plans to achieve something. To achieve something. And I hope that we're all here to try to achieve a successful uh, Christian life. You know, always remember, always remember as Christians, it's not who we uh, want to be, but it's who God wants us to be through his son, Jesus Christ. So our goals should align with God's will, church, for our lives, centered around our purpose in Christ. Our purpose is what? 
to know God through Christ, to love God through Christ, to serve God uh, through Christ, to fear God, which the Bible tells us that it is the beginning of what? Wisdom. Also to obey God through Christ. You know, some may don't want to hear that, but, but the goals that we set in our lives should be uh, surrounded around our purpose in Christ. That's how important it is. And if we don't have those goals, church, along with goals that grow us spiritually, uh, grow us in, in maturity, goals that grow us in becoming more like Christ through the, through the work of the Holy Spirit. If we do not have those goals, why are we here? Why are we on this journey? God has, has definitely blessed us with a, with a right pathway uh, to take. And it'll do us good to follow that pathway, to follow it. It's important to set Christian goals. Also goals to keep us focused. We, na- we need to t- stay focused. The busyness of the world will distract us. We have to be aware that there are things and people that come into our lives to want to run us off of this course, want to run us off of this pathway. Distractions will lead us off the pathway if we don't set goals, church, and if we do not stick with them. We must always set boundaries as well. Boundaries on anything and anyone that is not related to us achieving our Christian goals. We must be aware, must be aware of the people and things that are sent, that are sent to distract us from Christ, that are sent to allow us to make us lose focus on this Christian journey. Be aware. They come to make you lose focus on Christ. Be aware of those distractions. They come to occupy your time with worldly concerns. Be aware they come to to give you excuses to lay your faith aside. And if we're honest, they don't care. They may care about you, but they don't care about your faith. Not that they're bad or evil people, but you have different objectives. You have different values, different goals. They have goals and values of the world. You have goals and and values of Christ that are spiritual, different. So we, we, we face, we have many invitations, church. If we're honest, we have many invitations daily Uh, that want to lead us off the pathway of Christ. And if we don't set boundaries on the world and set goals in Christ, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough to stay on course. There has to be boundaries on the worldly things that you can't allow to interfere in your spiritual life in Christ. It's vital. It's vital. You can't let things interfere with your fellowship with other believers. You can't let them interfere 
with your worship here on, on Sunday mornings. You can't let it interfere in your, in your Bible study times, in your prayer times, in your serving God and serving others time. It's not worth it. You can't let nothing interfere in your spiritual growth, church. All these things are put together for your spiritual, for you and I's spiritual growth. The purpose of spiritual goals, Christian goals, is to help us become more aware of who we are in relation to God. Those goals help us establish a plan, help us guide us in, in the right direction. It gives us a starting uh, point, starting point. Keep us grounded. It keep us rooted, rooted in our faith. When you set goals, you, you can track your progress. You can see how, how far you've grown over time, how far you have, have been obedient over time, church. But not every goal you set is a good goal. And not every goal you set is going to bless God or, or even honor God. So we need to know what kind of goals will bless and honor God. We must ask ourselves, will my goal honor God? Will my goal bring glory uh, to God? With every accomplishment, it's God who gets the credit. Set goals that causes you to, to know God more. Reading, prayer. Set, set goals that make you uh, trust God more. Is God truly your provider? Set goals that lead you to depend on God uh, more. Goals that will lead you to love God more. Not only love God, but love people more. Goals that will, will lead you to serve God more. Not only God, but serve people more. And, and lastly, what kind of goals will honor God? The goal of being unselfish unselfish, which all of these are starting points, what? Have in common. Have in common. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 tells us this. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. This tells us that everything can be done to honor God. You can take your trash out to honor God. You can wash the dishes to honor God. You can cut the grass to honor God. Help your neighbor to honor God. Open the door for someone to honor God. How? By doing it with the right motive. Doing it with the right motive, with the motive of gratitude. Gratitude. And they will know who you serve. They will know who you serve. If you want your life to bring honor to God, then your goals should help you be the best you you can be for God's glory, church. For God's glory. But your goals have to be motivated by love. Have to be motivated by love. If we truly love God, every goal that we set will honor him. Every goal we set will, will bless him. Every goal we set will bring him glory. 
Because everything you will do, it will flow from your first love, which is God. Now, our God is good, our God is loving, but God is not going to bless. He's not going to bless any goals that are motivated by anything other than love. Anything other than love. God is not going to bless a goal motivated by greed for our own selfish gain, for our own glory. No, he's not going to bless any goal motivated by envy or, or jealousy. I'll show them type of goals. No, no. God is not going to bless goals motivated by guilt, by, by fear, and definitely not pride. No. God is more interested, church, in your heart than your action. Because he knows our heart. He knows our actions flows from where? Our heart. He knows what we, we will do just what our hearts want us to do most of the time, right? God is a judger of the heart and not our actions. If our hearts are pure, then our actions will be what? Pure. If our hearts are set on him, then our goals will be centered around him. God honors our goals that are motivated by a desire to demonstrate love to him first and to others. And to others. Because life church is much about learning how to love. What is the law of God? Love. Love. Why we need goals that are rooted in love? Because if we set loveless goals, loveless goals, we will, we will run all over people. We will run all over God. We will use people. We will use God to accomplish those love less goals, those selfish goals. If there is no love in them, we won't care. Who it hurts to accomplish uh, what we want. But it's not about accomplishments. It's about relationships. It's about relationships. It's about learning how to love. 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says this, let all that you do be done in what? In love, in love. Here at Capital City Church, we love God, we love people, and we share hope. The number one goal in your life should be to learn to really love, church. Learn to really love. Learn to really love God first. Love to really love your family. Love to really love each other. Learn to love the un unlovable people, the ones that are hard to love. <laughs> that makes us more like who? God. Why? Because God is what? God is love. God is love. And that's the goal of ours. Proverbs 16, 9, the message translation say this. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes, makes us able to live it. So we can plan our goals, but we must depend on God to accomplish them. When we really understand how true this is, church, we wouldn't have a problem putting God above all. We wouldn't have a problem loving God above all. 
you get to plan the way you want to live. You get to plan the things you want to do. But we must understand, only God gives us the wisdom to do. Only God gives you the power to do. Only God gives you the energy and the strength to do. Again, it's, it's one, thing, one thing to set goals, another to accomplish them. And we will fail every time if we don't depend on God to accomplish our goals. Why? Because it is God who provides the things we must have to reach our goals and to change our lives, church. First, what we need is this. You need God's spirit to empower you. You cannot accomplish the things of God without the help of his spirit. Won't happen. It won't happen. A lot of ministries fail because they depend on themselves and not the spirit of God. We will fail in our Christian journey if we depend on ourselves and our own efforts and not the spirit of God. We need God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, who lives within us to empower us to make the changes that we can't make on our own. Allow, he allows us to do the things that we cannot do on our own, church. And see, you don't need to force it. We don't need to force it because it's not our willpower. It's not based on our willpower. It's based on God's power. We don't need to force it. It's not based on us trying. It's not. It's based on us what? Trusting. Trusting. God can do amazing things when we only just trust. Trust. That's all he says. Trust. And I will show you. Hallelujah. Trust. And I will show you. Believe. And you will see. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Mm. It's not based on us trying. It's based on us Trusting, church. Trusting. Zechariah 4, 6 said, Then he said to me, This is the Lord of, uh, this is the word of the Lord of Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What is he saying? You will not succeed by your own strength. You will not succeed by your own power, no matter how strong you think you are. You will not succeed by your own wisdom, no matter how smart we think we are. But your success will only come by the work of his spirit within you, says the Lord Almighty. Your every single action is not ultimately your strength but God's strength and your desire to do his will, church. Every thought, every word, every deed. We must understand our own human efforts is not enough to accomplish God's work and God's will. 
It's not. It's not. See, yes, we, we do lend our hand to it. We do uh, put in the work with our hand. We lend our hand to it. But it's God who will accomplish it, the work through the power of the Holy Spirit that's within us. Even though we put our hands to it, it's not ours. We can't accomplish it. We can start a thing with our hands, but we will never finish it. Only God finishes the work. And he was promised to finish the work in you that he has started. He has started a very good work in every one of you. Every one of you. Do not let the cares of the world stop you in that work that God has established in you. He has started a very good work in you. Understand that, church. Every one of you. Every one of you. God has started a work in you that he will bring into completion when the time is right. He's always working in you and through you. Don't ever think you're not worthy. God is always using you. Always using you. The simplest word that comes out of your mouth that is led by God can change a person's life. The people on your job that just see you do your work unto the Lord can change the way somebody thinks. Change the way somebody go about their job because you are showing them the godly way. And you don't even know it. You're just doing unto the Lord. God wants to complete that work in you, church. He wants the glory from your life. That glory that God wants from your life is greater than any glory that this world can give you. Greater. Greater. Being here on Sunday mornings is greater than any other place we can be outside these doors. Being here for, for Wednesday night meetings with my brothers and, and sisters is greater than any other meeting I can have outside of those doors. Learning the word of God is, is greater than any learning I can receive. Because the word of God, the Holy Spirit, will lead you in all knowledge and teach you all things the Bible says. <laughs> he is our teacher. It will be good to learn from the greatest teacher ever. It will be good. Every thought, every word, every deed, our own human efforts cannot accomplish the work of God. Yes, we lend our hand to it, but it is God who will accomplish the work through the power of the Holy Spirit within you. Within you. Whatever God has assigned for you to do, whether here, whether on your job, whether in your home, do it unto the Lord. To the best, the best of your abilities. The, I seen a saying that said, um, we do our best, and guess what? God will do the rest. God will do the rest. Do your best. And see, won't God do the rest? See, won't he do the rest, church? Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit in you. 
spirit in you. There, there are probably some things that you uh, are wor worried about accomplishing, things that's on your mind and in your heart that, that you want to accomplish, but you have fear. You have fear and wonder, can I do it? Am I, am I uh, you know, worthy of doing this thing? You can in your own strength. But with God, all things are possible, right? With God, there is no fear. There should be no fear. If your plan is aligned with his will, God has your back. God has your back. Secondly, you will need God's word, church, to guide you in your goals. You will need God's word to guide you in your goals. Psalm um, David said in Psalms 119, your word, Lord, is a lamp to my feet, you know, a, a light on my path. He's talking about um, the, the righteous path of life. God's word will, will always lead you on the right path of life. The path that he knows, that he knows is best for you. Sometimes we can go on a path and we think it's right and then God changes things. And if God changes things, then that's the way we should go. He knows best. He knows best. Peter said in 2 Peter 1.19 that it will do you well to pay attention to it. Speaking of the word. Speaking of the word. James said, uh, do not just be hearers of the word, but be what? Doers of the word. The more you read it, the more you study it, the more you memorize it, the more you meditate on it, the more successful and fulfilled your life will be, church. And that's the truth. That's just the truth. The word of God is powerful. It will lead you on a path that you should go. Yes, it's a righteous path, but it's the greatest path of life that we could ever take. And look where you are. You're in the house of God. <laughs> You're on that path. This is the best path for you. This is the best path for your life. You are doing the greatest thing to get your week started. You are. You are. You're on the right path. Now, outside those doors, you're going to hear people tell you you're not. They're going to try to persuade you you're not, okay? They're going to try to put all things in your mind that you're not. They're going to try to tell you um, you don't have time for this. You don't have time for that. They're going to try to take you away from this path. They are. That's why it's important to be around like-minded people, to 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 fellowship with like-minded people, your brothers and sisters, here. When we're having trouble with, with connecting uh, with someone, pick up the phone, shoot a text. I don't care. Call me. Y'all are my responsibility. You know that, right? <laughs> Y'all souls are in my heart. In my heart. I am responsible. The Lord has placed me here to be responsible for your souls, that you get a good dose of the word of God, that you understand the word of God, that you receive the truth of God's word. Now, the rest is up to you. 
I can't make you do anything. I will never make you do anything. I'm not a dictator. never will be. It's not who I am. But I will offer God's love to you all day long. I will offer God's heart to you. I will offer God to you if you don't know him. Salvation can be yours if you don't have it. If you want that spiritual growth, oh, it's here. We have things in place to have that. If you want love from a, from a brother and sister, it is here. It's in the house. As the song says, it's in the house. Whatever you need is in the house. It's at the table. Hallelujah, it is. For the taking. For the taking. This is a privilege we are in, church. This is a privilege. Privilege. Many countries don't have this. Can't come to fellowship for an hour and a half without somebody kicking down the door or shooting going on. Kidnapping going on. They have to hide and worship. But here we are. Here you are. Understand, you are here for God's purpose. Today, right now, today, you are here for God's purpose. You, if you are in this house, if you are listening to live stream, you are here for God's purpose. Remember, God has invested in you. He's not going to let you go by the wayside, church. The more you read his word, the more you memorize it, the more you meditate on it the more successful and fulfilled your life is going to be. And I know we have many testimonies of how the Word of God has changed lives, right? When Joshua was given the dream of, of taking over the promised land, that was a goal that would, what, take him the rest of his life. The rest of his life. God had these words to say to him. God said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. In verse 9 he said, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If you're on the right path with goals that align with God's will, he will be with you and he will give you his blessings. Understand the Lord protects his word, church. He protects his word. The Lord will guard those who carry his word. He will guard those that carry his word. If you are guided by his word, the Lord will make your path straight. If you are guided by his word, he will make your path in this world straight. The Lord will make a successful pathway for those who are guided by his word. And say that again, the Lord will make a successful pathway for those that are guided by his word. And lastly, 
What we need, we will need God's people to support us in our goals. It's always easier to start a thing than to finish, right? Why don't we lean on each other to finish this journey strong? We need each other. God's people need God's people. We will need each other's support in accomplishing the goals that God had laid, has laid before us uh, here at Capital City Church. I want you to know that when I say that you are here for a purpose, you are here for God's purpose, not for my purpose. You could be at any church that you want to be in. But for some reason, God has led you where? Here. Here. That's how God has designed it. That's how he set it up. That we'll, we will need who? Each other. <laughs> Each other. Understand the whole world is not here. We're here. <laughs> Everyone that you know is not here, but you and I are here for a purpose, for God's purpose. We will need each other. That's what the body of Christ church is all about. I, I, mm. This week, if you have time, just study on the body of Christ, the community of Christ. We will not be able to reach our goals in Christ on our own. We can't do it. It don't happen like that. Just like in all the major sports, it takes a team to do what? Fulfill a dream. It takes a team to fulfill a dream, to, to be able to raise that trophy, to say we have accomplished the goal. We are the champs. You must put in your heart that we are a team here at Capital City Church. We are members of one body, the body of Christ. And God has placed myself and each of you here for his good pleasure and his good work. That's why we're here. See, it's not in numbers. It's not in numbers. You don't need a crowd. You don't need a, a thousand likes on Facebook. You just need a, a small group of people who love you. That's what we need, you know? People who know when you're sick so they can pray for you. People that know when you're you're hurting or you're having a bad day, they show their concern and they, you know, come to you, see how you're doing. They encourage you to, to stay strong in the Lord. People that know when you need a break and they give you that break. They're understanding to, to, to your life outside of here. And they welcome you with open arms as you come back. 
God has placed us here to know him together, to love him together, to, to serve him together, to serve others together, to, to share in our goals and successes uh, together, church, you know, to rejoice together, to praise together, to encourage each other, church, to keep on going, to keep on going. Also, to, he brought us here to share in our failures, our shortcomings, our disappointments, our letdowns, yes, and our sins, and our sin together. We're here to grieve together. He's placed us here to face our sorrows together and also to overcome it what? Together. God has placed us here because he knows that we are a group of believers who need each other. Who need each other. We had nothing to do with it. It was all God. All God. God said we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. Not just here on Sundays. It's bigger than this, church. It's bigger than this. We take our love outside those doors for one another. Yes, we're busy with life, but we never forget about each other. That's what this family is about. That's what this family is about. This family know how, how to forgive and forget. This is a family of love. The song say this is a house of worship. House of healing. Mm. And so I close with this. Ecclesiastic 412, the message translation. It says, by yourself you're unprotected. Unprotected. With the friend you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you round up a third? A three-strain a three rope isn't easily snapped. Isn't easily snapped, church. As pastor of this church, I can't accomplish the Lord's goals for us, for us alone. Can't happen. It won't happen. It won't happen. Myself and the, and the other leaders of the church need more involvement, more participation of, of our members. The church is not a church without the participation of the congregation. It's not. So I ask you to seek those Christian goals, those Christian values that the Lord asks us to seek. Seek them and, and see what God leads you to do. We all have gifts. We all have spiritual gifts that, that many are unclaimed, really. Unclaimed. But you have them. It could be any one of you standing right here right now. Any one of you could be standing up here giving this message. I'm just putting my hand and my mind 
to it, and the Lord is doing the rest. I'm just a willing servant. But it's the Lord who's doing the work. Amen? Amen, amen. Thank you, Father. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time together. This, again, this appointed time, Father. You know, Father, we, we definitely don't know the day, the time, the minute, or the hour of your son's return. But, Father, let us stay focused. Let us stay diligent in, in the work that you have laid before us, God. Let us stay unified in, in the body that, that you have placed here, God. Let us commit to the work of, of you with love, God. Not thinking of it as labor, but it's a work of love. That anything that is done in your name, Lord, is a work of love. It's a work of pleasure, good pleasure. It's a work of gratefulness, God. It's a work of, of thank, being thankful to be able to that you have called on such servants. Mm. Such servants that sometimes we feel are not worthy. But this is a room, God, in our own eyes that we lay before you uh, of servants in our own eyes that are not worthy. But you, almighty God, you loved us enough to call us worthy. And we stand in that worthiness, God, prepared to, to do your work, to do your will, God, committed, dedicated, because we love you, God. That everything we do, everything we put our hands to, everything we put our minds to, every thought, every decision, every action, every, every goal we want to achieve, let the motive be our love for you, Lord. when we help anyone, when we speak a word to anyone, let that motive be love. Father, place on our hearts those that, that need that love, that need to be reminded of that love, God. Those that are not here today, that, that you have appointed to be here, but in their disobedience, they're not here, God. Place them on our hearts this week to, to encourage them, God. To stir them up, God, with love. With love. Father, I thank you for every heart that's in here, God. Every heart that's not here. Every heart that's live streaming, God. Cover them, cover their families, their loved ones, God. Mm. Bless them, God. Bless them. Show them how real you are, God. If they only believe, if they only trust, God, show them how real you are. How real you are, God. Mm. This world needs you, God. I don't know your plans, God. We don't know your plans, God. All we can say is, let thy will be done. Let thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.